We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Good morning, everybody. 24th of July. What a weekend it was. We were all dazzled and stunned to see a man put on a jersey for the first time with expectations that I think were lofty, let's be honest, high hopes for what we would see, but never in our wildest dreams did we expect that as the debut. Lionel Messi scoring the game winner for Inner Miami. <laughs> <laughs> a little bard sleight of hand there. Uh, or though probably not. You're probably like, okay, he thinks for, he wants us to think he's talking about Sal Freelick, and then he's gonna say messy. I've heard his show before. I know how this works. Big weekend for Sal Freelick, big weekend for the Brewers. I am going to uh talk to Tim Shea in a little bit about the Brewers and the, uh, hopefully, and then I'm gonna talk to Toby Altizer, although I already did talk to Toby, but I'm gonna play that for you. I had Toby on to talk about the Washington Commanders and their new name change, and then a little bit about what's going on with running backs. And since Toby is generally well-liked, I thought we could end the podcast today with my national conversation with young Toby Altizer. So you know how I do with the interviews on CBS and throw them on the back end of the uh, situation. Um, the Brewers have had an interesting run post all-star break and even going into the all-star break. These games are tense since the all-star break. It's been, it was that series against the Reds, 3 0 uh, 1-0, 4-3, the Phillies, 4-3, 5-3, 4-0, Braves, 6-4, 4-3, 4-2. So it's been a tense, like, Time And I feel like this has happened a lot with the Brewers. This is not new where we go on these stretches and every game is competitive or tight. I don't know if the Brewers want to be built that way. It's possible that they don't. Uh, Council after the game said about the bullpen streak, their 28.2 thirds inning bullpen streak was broken on Sunday. He said it's a big number. And they've been a big reason why we're at where we're at right now. You can decipher Again, we have to point to that we're giving them a one-run lead. Scoring two runs is probably not going to win you a lot of games. Is he asking for help at the deadline? I wish we didn't have to decipher that. This may be Craig's last ride 
I, if Craig Council wants a bat, he's not going to make Matt Arnold read between the lines. He's going to say, Matt, give me a bat. Or he would say in like the presser, we could use some offense. He wouldn't say that actually, but I wish he would. But he would talk to Matt Arnold. He would talk to Matt Arnold. He's not going to like not tell the GM what he wants and then try to have us read through the lines for him. That's not how this guy operates. Uh, I don't think so. The Brewers lost two or three to the Braves. I think this was a good measuring stick weekend. They're pretty close. They, they do need more offense. They do. And the way that the Brewers are built is how they've been built for a while. If you can get it to the bullpen, that's great. But again, it's all these, you know, short games. So let's look at the games that they did play the game on Friday night. Freddie Peralta wasn't good enough. It was a tough night for him. So the Braves score a bunch of runs. Brewers had a lead. Give it away. All right. Uh, Not much you can do there. The win on Saturday, we'll get to in a second. And then on Sunday, Julio Tehran, good outing. And went to the bullpen, but it was Peguero, who's been pitching very well, that gave up the uh, three-run shot to Albies. Saturday, though, and this, this weekend, from a narrative standpoint, was a win. From a narrative standpoint, this weekend was a win because you got the Sal Freelich debut. The Sal Freelich, not just debut, but the Sal Freelich game where he goes three for three, scores a run, actually drives in the game-winning run on a sack fly, so stays three for three, finishes the game batting a 1,000, and was a great moment for him. Most of his family was there, fans chanting his name. It was an awesome moment. It was on national TV. Every moment he had, he had great defensive plays. Every moment he had got bigger than the next. It was a dream debut. It was one that we'll remember for a long time in terms of Brewers debuts. I believe he was the first Brewer ever to get three hits in his debut. Is that true? That sounds like it's a stat that's only true for the Brewers. But I think that that was the case. Now he went one for three then on Sunday. And then collided into uh, Bryce Terang. So that was it's it's not a it's not a Brewer season without two guys colliding into each other out of nowhere. This lineup though, it looks a little better with Freelick, Yelich, Contreras, Adamas, Freelick, Monasterio, Caratini, Owen Miller, Bryce Terang, and then uh, Blake Perkins. They the, the, this is one of these this is the this is the bites of the apple thing. This is a bites of the apple team. This is a bites of the apple team. They find ways to win. They get production when they need it. There's still a lot of holes. And so do you try to patch up some of those holes and win this year? Do you not think you're ready? How much do you give weight to the impending contracts that are going to come out and probably cost you to lose some guys? Do you look at your team now and say, well, put Rowdy in there, put Woodruff back. What they've done the last couple of years is just trade for these junk relievers. They need a bat. When's the last time they traded for a bat that, like, was a good bat? Not like Jonathan Scope bat. They need to trade. Like, give me, like, last year we wanted Josh Bell. You know? Can you – they're not going to get Pete Alonzo, but give me give me a bat. Give me a bat that you can insert into the order right away. Like a, like a Kevin Mensch, but good. Give me a bat. That's what they've needed forever. That's what they'll always need. This is certainly a team, I think, that can make the playoffs. 
They're on some good standing. This is a massive series against the Reds. They do have the tiebreaker, but this is going to be the last time they see each other. They don't play in August. They don't play in September because teams play each other less in the division. So if there's a point of the year where the Reds are two back or the Brewers are two back, we're going to say there's not going to be that series where they can catch each other or the series where they can make some separation. So they really are. This is it. Both teams are going to be motivated. It's a nice week, weekday series in Milwaukee. Uh, certainly get out if you are able. I say, although I will not attend a single game, but you should spend your hard-earned money so that I can bitch about whether you do or not, if we are all understood. So good weekend for the Brewers. Let me try to – I'm going to pop a link to Tim Shea. See if he will see if he will talk to me. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey, Tim. What? I, didn't, I just thought I'd catch you, see if I could catch you. Oh, okay. I just got home. I just want to talk Brewers with you for three minutes. Okay. I'm obviously recording. Yes, I can see that. You're live. Somebody Facebooked me and said, the uh, guy's name is Jim. He says, inexcusable series loss for the Brewers. The Braves cheated us out of a series win. Cheated? Cheated us out of a win. How did they cheat? I don't know. I didn't talk to him. Oh. You go to the game? Uh, no. No. Good game yesterday on Saturday. Bad game Friday and Sunday. Yeah, Sal Freelich, that was something. That was once in a once in a lifetime. <laughs> Do you think it was a bigger debut than Messi? Yes. I don't By know, far. man. I don't know. Messi has he, the he, he only did it in front of Sophia Minnert. He didn't do it in front of Kim K. I don't even think Sophia Minnert was there. Oh, yeah, that's right. Fox. It was on Fox, yeah. So he did it in front of Ken Rosenthal. Yeah, he did. He had a national audience. 
Woods. I think he might have had a bigger bigger debut. Well, My opinion, though. What does it matter? You know, Messi's debut is behind a paywall. <laughs> Are we feeling good about the crew? They lost two of three. Yeah, you know, disappointing that they lost two, but they were in, the, in all three games, so... Do we feel like we got a good measuring stick of what this team is? Um, yeah, but it could be very different come seven to ten days from now. We'll see Why? what happens. Trade deadline, you know, you, they, they might add a piece or two here, a couple pieces. I think they. I think that's part of why they brought up Freelick to to show them off. No, 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 no. Oh, okay, okay. To see if like they were good with him or if they would have to go and acquire someone. I don't think they had a intention of trading him. Well, you know, getting Brandon Woodruff back and Rowdy Telez will be just like making a trade. It's kind of like for an all-star pitcher and a bat at the deadline. <laughs> it's not just the Brewers that say that. I'm not like being it's everybody. Yeah, and they all I act know. like it's the first time they fucking said it. I know. Every year we go through this. Well, we're going to get Corbin Burns back and like whatever, stop. Do you like that I sneak attacked you with a link? Or I did. I was like, "Huh, what's going on here? Aren't you on?" It's on four forty-eight. It's a travesty, by the way. Let me just do what? this, and and I will be going on Twitter to say this. It is a travesty. You are not on air in Milwaukee. Whoever's making decisions over there should. When I do CBS, yes. Whoever's making decisions over there in that building should, you know, be fired too, like we were. Jesus. Sorry. Anyway. Did you catch me on TV? I did not catch you, but I did see you. Uh, there is a replay. I think one more replay tonight that I'll be able to, might be able to catch. Was it good? Me and Dario? Yeah. Hell yeah. Someone's texting me right now. Hmm. Can I tell you two of the complaints that I got? Yes, go. Um, well, first of all, I sent this tweet where Deshaun Watson threw it into like a net that was two feet away from him. And I said, see, this is why running backs aren't getting paid anymore. The level of quarterback play is too good. <laughs> Great. Uh, Zipton Furwell says, great you promote a rapist. At WISN 12 News, will love knowing you are promoting someone on your account who took advantage of women. Assuming you are just taking advantage of a rapist post. He also said, you can't get on a legit radio station because you are dog shit. You throw a podcast to the wall to hope it stick. You won't last a year. At WISN 12 News, will realize you aren't worth the effort. What they'll also realize is I don't work there. <laughs> I went on TV with Dario twice for free 99. Are, uh, is this going to be maybe a more, more, you know, uh, you know, common occurrence or just randomly, you know, every six months. If he asked me and I'm available, I do it. There's been some days I had soccer commitments. Okay. Okay. Any more complaints? The complaints are pretty good. <laughs> yeah, here's one uh, from Matt. Our Matt? Your no. Matt? No. Oh, okay. Your Matt. He is my Matt. 
Why the hell is this guy winks things on TV? Drew Olson is so much better. Drew Advocation. This guy legit said fuck Christmas and still has a job, and I have proof he said it. I'm a huge fan of Dario. I'm assuming he's told he has to work with this pile of trash. No more WISN for me. Yeah, come on over to CBS 58 for a little bit. You care to say something? Not yet. Uh, so this fuck Christmas thing. Four years ago. I'm just assuming you have free time. I'm sorry. Do you have like? I, I I got groceries in the back trunk. Oh, uh oh. Are you still there? Yeah. If you don't got like frozen shit that's melting, do you? No, 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 no. no, no just no. give me four more minutes. You got it. Somebody was bitching about something. It was Christmas Day, and I saw all these people bitching about something. I said, why are you guys so focused on this? It's fucking Christmas. Were the Packers playing or something? Not or was know, maybe that or the Bucks. Was there a Bucks game? <laughs> I said, it's fucking Christmas. And this guy goes, then he was trying, he was tweeting at the fans saying, Bart says, fuck Christmas, fire this guy. And I, I just, if I'm ever going to get fired, I want it to be on my own fuck up. Because this is, I'm scarred from this from my TV days. There was one time I was on call as a photographer where they sent me out to Viroqua to catch pictures of a storm. And I got, I was in Viroqua and I'm like, guys, I'm not seeing anything. And they go, all right, well, why don't you just come on back? I go, I'll stay if you want. Nah, just come on back. Then the news boss gets in the next day. The other station has like one video shot of a down power line in Viroqua. And they go, why didn't we get that? And the lady goes, well, I called Bart and he said, I don't want to come in and you can get it yourself. That never happened. Wow. That's and there were, there were multiple instances of that at TV where like something happened and it got back to the ball. Like one day I was done with my stuff. You know, I, it was like 10 minutes before air. And so I was throwing a ball around like with a guy just, you know, being loose, getting ready. Yeah. And then the boss came back from vacation. There was this day where Bart was just goofing off and not doing his work. Like, what, what, what the fuck is going on? So I'm like, I don't know. I just, I hate when people, let me fuck up on my own. I do that enough. True. So then I respond with a meme. I typed in, sir, this is a Wendy's. And I respond, the meme was like two people at Wendy's being like, what the fuck? Well, look at that. Bart replied in three minutes because he has nothing to do but respond to those who are on Twitter. This is the ass hat you guys want on WISN. I have a family to make dinner for, so why don't you get all pissy and me and respond? I'll talk in an hour. Then two minutes later, he screenshots the picture of when I was naked in the fan studio. Uh. And I'm like, thanks for retweeting one of my best tweets. Uh, people love you, Bart. People love you. I don't mind. I really don't. I really don't. It's all um, opinion. I don't mind if someone's like, you know, I watch this Bart guy and I listen to his podcast and his his way, his style. It's not something that I like. You know, sometimes I find him too overbearing, too negative, maybe too positive. That's 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 that. But the fucking makeup that I'm like on this anti Christmas crusade. 
<laughs> then to tweet me and then yell at me for responding. How am I supposed to fight with that? Just ignore it. Yeah, me and Dario are boys now. Ah, uh, yeah, hot boy summer. He's gonna be on the podcast tomorrow. Nice. When are we gonna break down Packers training camp day one? Mm, well, I could do that on Wednesday. Uh, big series coming up with the Cincinnati Reds. There's a tie for first place. Yeah, do you think it sucks that this is the last time they play the Reds? Yes, this is terrible. Because then we can't chase each other. It's a travesty. We're going to be, you know, like in a pennant race, in a division race, and we're going to be playing like the Yankees and the Rangers. Yeah. <laughs> Not the Reds and the Cubs and the Cardinals. Uh, I could see that the Cubs uh, buried the Cardinals this weekend, put a fork in them, officially. What, did they give the Cubs some life? Uh, we'll see. So what are you doing now? Are you going to go to bed? Yeah, I got to go to bed soon. Where'd you go grocery shopping? Metro Market, downtown. Not the closer pick and save at East Point or Point East or whatever it's called. On the one that Grant never likes to drive to or whatever. Well, you went to the Metro that's like layered? The layered, yeah, and it's like two blocks away from the pick and save. And someone's usually like driving around the parking lot looking to get in an accident with someone. Yes. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for sneak attacking. Yeah. Hey, no problem. Uh, what did you talk about on your show today? I basically had nothing to talk about. I told you, I gave you something to talk about. We're like a month away from college football. No, I talked about the running backs a lot. Okay. How they they there's no op, they have no option. They can't do anything. They're fucked. You're gonna have to talk about college football soon. I want to talk about college football. Notre Dame and Navy kick off the season. And I'm, like, I'm not. I need the games to happen to then talk about the games. I can't I preview know, the games. I know. I know. I don't because I watch all these. I watch every game. But I don't know who any fucking person is right now. I don't know who the quarterbacks are on these teams. I will after week one, but I don't right now. Maybe we can break. Maybe we can do a uh, 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 do a maybe like mid August or beginning of August. We could uh, do a Packer schedule winner loss and a Badger winner loss just for shits and giggles. Well, I did the Packer one already, and the Badgers are going undefeated. So uh, I don't think the Badgers are going undefeated. So you can stop that talk right now. We can rank their most likely bullshit loss. Yeah, you know, I can already tell you what it's going to be. Hmm. It's going to be Illinois or Northwestern. But is Illinois really is Illinois really a bullshit loss anymore? Arvilama is now that you know he's kind of built that team. I've heard a few rumors about who's going to join Bielema. What do you mean? On his coaching staff. Who? One of our old coaches. Paul Chris? No, the other Paul, one. Paul's at, uh, Paul Chris is at. Uh, oh, the other one. I know, I know, I know. Jimmy Leonard? I've, uh, you said it, not me. Wow. Paul Chris is at Texas. Look him. Jimmy Leonard at Illinois. I just heard some rumors. He doesn't want a head coaching job? What about, oh, Jimmy Leonard at Northwestern? 
Mm, would you want that job? Why not? Nah. You can change the program around. No, they, they suck. You should play your uh, old uh, intro to your show. I don't think it's on these computers anymore. No? Did they, like, delete it? Uh, no, I deleted it all. Oh, okay. They made me delete every file ever because they needed space. So they waited till I put it. I put it on a hard drive. Okay. It exists. They did something nice. But I had to delete it. Yeah. Do you have a folder? I think I did. Mm. I can look. I don't know what's going to be in there. Probably a lot of post-game shit. Did you ever look at porn on the computers here? No. I did. Good for you. Just to say that I did. Yeah, I don't know. I can't find it. All right. That's fine. You're all good. WSSP. Him, you don't have a folder. So they deleted it. Because I did. Was it in Sparky's folder? No. Yeah, you don't have a folder. They deleted it then. Is the Packers schedule still hanging up in the studio? I took it down. <laughs> uh, I took all that shit down. Okay. Okay. I wake up to go to stop a dub. I want to join the scrub a dub scrub club. Wash your car every day if you want. It's one low price starting at $13 per month. Scrub-a-dub club. I want to go to Scrub-a-dub. To join the Scrub-a-dub. Scrub club. Hard to say. Easy to use. Sign up at scrubadub.biz. I want to go to scrubadub.club. Hard to say, easy to use. Wash your car every day if you want. One low price starting at $13 a month. How much you spend on groceries? Mm, 40 bucks. I didn't get a lot. Just some stuff yeah, these things. Three, three loaves of bread and a thing of carrots. <laughs> Alright, Tim. Love you. Thanks, Bart. It was fun. Go Brewers. We'll see what they, uh, you know, what they do here. I'm sure you'll do a trade deadline show. Oh, good idea. Talk to you soon, Bart. HappyPlaceHemp.com. The promo code is Bart. Tim and I both faithful users of the product. Sunday night was a Happy Place Hemp night. Uh, I Sunday night Sunday nights are a good happy place hemp night. Certainly the nights before I do Bill Writer's show, I'm doing Bill Writer, Writer than you, and rather than 
drink myself to oblivion and then wake up hungover and not really be focused until 1030 when the show's almost over. If I, if I need some help sleeping, I go CBD, CBN. Yeah, get yourself the good stuff. The nighttime gummies, the purple ones. They got the THC free ones uh, that Tim had taken on the show the other day to just refocus a little bit, stay alert. Uh, people have said that it helps them do that. There's also the THC, oh, the Delta 8, Delta 9. So check it out. They've lowered all their prices, as I've, as I've said. Uh, 25% off, they took off all of their prices. And then the promo code BART still gets you 25% off. So my thanks to Tim Shea on that. You'll have to imagine his sexy face. Uh, I do not have a video for that for the Dan Shaney YouTube stream. But I will try to have some Dan Shaney YouTubes coming up. DanShaney.com. No promo code. Say, hey, I listened to Bart. And he'll say, you son of a gun. Thanks for the call. Yeah, he'll help you out. Um, Dario Melendez is going to be on the podcast. That'll be a Dan Shaney YouTube stream. I sit in front of my green screen and Dario sits in front of his Emmys. All these people with their backgrounds, with their Emmys. I used to think like, remember the Emmys, the Emmys are the Emmys. Now when I got in TV news, it's like regional Emmy, great lakes, Emmy, Jefferson County Emmy awards. Okay. Let's, they don't do that for Oscars. Local talent, local talent theater award, Oscar, Tony. It's too many Emmys out there. With all due respect to the Melendez Lada family, who have quite a number of them. Uh, I have zero. I don't even know how I would apply. Is it like a TV news thing? I guess I'm on radio. I won Fond du Lac Reporter Best Radio Talent 2013. That I hold near and dear to my heart. And then I was on the ballot for like six years after I left because they don't know how to update their server. But I'm not on there anymore. Got some voicemails to play. Carl's Place voicemail line. Carl of ET.com. 402-915-BART. 402-915-BART. Brett and Tosa... Wants to quit my show. Hey, Bart. Brett. Um, I'm back because I can't quit this goddamn show. Yes, that's right, Brett. That's right. That's goddamn right. I wouldn't be the same without you. Promise you. And I had to call in today after listening to, to Friday morning's episode. Um, I, I listened to someone call in and say, with emphasis, that this team is so poorly run. Guys, I, I don't understand, like, <laughs> this this team, you know, and I, I love Tony in Texas, but he's been he's been calling for years now that you just have to you have to rebuild and you have to just tear it all down like the Astros did. The Brewers have done that on the fly while being good the last six years. The Brewers have taken this thing from one of the worst farm systems in baseball after the Yelly trade, after kind of going for it at that time. And now they're top 10 for sure, and they're pushing top five. That's how good this farm system is. We all looked at the Mitchell uh, terrain, Weimer, 
and free like kind of wave of guys as this is the wave of guys coming up. But that's not even the best one. You've got Cheerio, Quero, Black, and Mizorowski in double A, and those guys are way more impactful than the last four, and they're probably going to all be ready to be in the majors next year. So um, prospects don't always work out, and sometimes you do have to trade them. Going forward in 2011, when you had one of your two most impactful players in your franchise leaving in Prince, made sense. But they're not at that point right now. These guys have prospects lined up in the minors. They have a good core in, in Yelly, Peralta, and pick your pick your choice of all the other guys that they have up here with the Mitchells, Weimers, Terrains, whichever guys work out. And then have we not learned, like, last year when the Padres went all in, everyone was like, this is what we want to do. They're going to win a World Series. They're giving themselves the best chance. Here we are a year later. They're not going to make the playoffs. The Mets have a $400 million payroll. They're going to be able to keep going for it because Steve Cohen has more money than God. But they have a $400 million payroll. That is going for it. They're probably going to miss the playoffs. And I understand that's not fun, but that is how baseball works. And anything can happen in a given season. And if you look at the past 10 years of champions, no one has really just completely went for it and succeeded. I mean, the Braves have been to the playoffs year after year after year. Dodgers, the Nationals were there year after year after year with with Strasburg and Zimmerman and Soto and all those guys. So the philosophy is wrong, and the views of how this Bruce franchise is run are are just sickening. And I'm quite honestly, this Bruce fan base is sickening. They're the problem, not the ownership, not the front office. Ah, that is very passionate. And I think the first thing that I thought of, Brett, is the way you feel about the Brewers uh, is not wrong. Uh, You make a lot of compelling points there. What I'm saying is that people won't get to where you are unless they win a championship. So I, I, I don't think that it's. I like people want, obviously we would love to get Shohei Otani. Obviously we would love to spend a shitload of money on, you know, guys that end up never making it out to the contract. I think there's an uneasiness and you defend Mark a lot. And I, again, the thing I like about Mark Atanasio is I don't feel like he'll ever move this team, but people think he's cheap and he doesn't do anything to show that he's not. And then when he does talk, it's about spending $10 million they said they didn't have on Andrew McCutcheon because he must have needed his autograph on a baseball card. I don't know. He's a weird guy. It's weird. It's it's weird. They do a lot of things, the Brewers, from a PR standpoint, that are uh, poor and memeable. Uh, I, th- I think that God, poorly run team. Um, I don't know. I th- I've heard from a lot of people there that people are walking around with like, this is metaphorically, but like their tie on backwards and their pants on button. Like nobody, nobody's really in control over there. Nobody knows, nobody knows what's going on. Just never seems like anybody knows what's up. But the, I don't know that that's necessarily like from the baseball side of things. They are doing a good job with the farm system. They've done a great job rehabilitating that. But you look at like these lineups, and these are just they've got to they've got to do something. They are a team built to make the playoffs and lose. 
That's what they're built to do. Just like the Bucks are a team built to win the championship, minus an injury, and the Packers were constantly built to lose the NFC Championship. Um, I, I, I think people are going to realize all the positives in the organization once they stop, once they start winning, and like every time there is goodwill, like the Brewers then step on their own dick somehow. I don't know. It's just a weird, it's a weird ass team, but points taken and don't quit me. Cause I won't quit you. Brett left that message. Matt in the falls. He's not very happy with Brewers fans. This is Matt in the falls. He went to the game on Friday night. Was hoping to sell some tickets though. Hello, this is Matt in the falls. Um, I'm calling Calling to express my opinion that the uh, Milwaukee Brewers should be sold, and um, that is because no one, no one gives a fuck. I have tickets to tonight's game that I am unable to sell. The Milwaukee Brewers are in first place in the division. We are hosting the Atlanta Braves, who are in first place in all of baseball. It is a beautiful Friday night. There is no reason why I cannot sell my tickets for half of face value other than simply we don't have the fans and nobody gives a fuck. So just sell the team, get it over with, and then I won't have to get screwed out of my money by these poor losers that call themselves baseball fans. Matt then did go to the game, which they lost. And called the voicemail line again. Carl of ET.com backslash Bart. Hey, Bart. Me again. Uh, back from the game. Um, actually left during the top of the fifth inning. Um, five-year-old behavior related. But we don't need to go into that because I'll just get really angry again. Um, you know, I don't really want... Um, I don't really want him to sell the team. <laughs> just being, being a little angry. But, you know, there were a lot of Braves fans there tonight. There were there were a disturbing amount. Like during um, Austin Davis, when he hit that home run, poof, a lot of cheering. A lot of people standing, a lot of cheers, a lot of people doing the tomahawk chop, which I always thought was an FSU thing, but that's just me. Um, beautiful game at the ball. Beautiful night for a game at the ballpark. Absolutely gorgeous. So, you know, I don't, I don't want to give up that, you know, especially because I'm not in Milwaukee. I'm not even paying taxes. Not that I would care about that. Like, what, seven cents? Seven cents a day or what is it, half a cent a day? I don't know. Um, something ridiculous. Um, but that's that's something for the, uh, for the lawmakers and politicians to figure out. Um, yeah. I mean, I just wish that there were more people. There weren't a lot of people there. And like I said, best team in the league is there. We're pretty good. We got Freddie Peralta on the And it's just, we just don't have the support. It's a Friday night, middle of July. There aren't any festivals going on as far as I know. And even if there were, they're probably not very good. Well, there was one festival that went on this weekend. It was uh, the Aaron Waters show, which, you know, I'm in Shorewood. East side-ish can see all the stuff kind of just from the driveway. It's kind of neat. 
Don't need to go down there. I was driving home from Channel 12. Couldn't get on the highway because of construction. So I went through the east side. Holy God. I, when there's traffic on roads that are designed for traffic, that's one thing. When there's traffic, when when Maryland Avenue is the fucking Kennedy Expressway, a joke which I've already told each of my neighbors, both sides, uh, that pisses me off. I drive so illegally. I mean, I was I was I'm at stop signs, taking left turns on right. But I'm not going to I'm just not going to sit in traffic. I'm not on this earth to sit on traffic. When they're when I didn't go to the thing that caused the traffic. I didn't go to the show. I shouldn't have to sit in that traffic. So if you saw some crazy son of a bitch driving around in a Hyundai. It's probably me. One more voicemail here and then we'll talk to Toby. This is Mel. Hey, Bart. It's Mel from Fond du Lac. Just watching the girls uh, play in the World Cup right now. Pretty happy with how it's going. But that's not why I called. I was calling to check in about that Brewers game you guys are all going to. I surprisingly already had tickets, but I wanted to see what other ladies are planning to go to this sausage fest. But I'm hoping... Some other girls reply. Um, otherwise, I might just show up and say hi regardless. Um, go girl soccer, and can't wait to see you guys. It'll definitely be a sausage fest. It is. It is. Uh, I mean, I know there's women that listen to the show, and I've talked with many of you, but I don't know. I this feels very sausage festy. We'll see. Again, August 23rd, all I know right now is I'm going to the game. I will ask the Brewers if there's like a section we can have that then you can like buy the tickets. Uh, this is, I don't even, I don't, I don't, I want to meet and be with everyone without spending money. <laughs> okay. So like maybe we'll tailgate and, you know, bring your own food or we can, I can buy some of that, I guess. Or we could just do it at a bar. Should we just do it at a bar and take a shuttle? Like, was that is that better? I don't know. August twenty third, I'm gonna go to the game and see what happens. That's where I'm at now. Toby Altizer from CBS Sports. That'll wrap up the Monday show tomorrow. My new TV companion, the Oppenheimer to my Barbie, Dario Melendez. Here is Toby, and uh, we'll talk tomorrow. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I'm Bart Winkler, 855-212-4227. Going to catch up with uh, an old radio mate of mine and a longtime friend, a friendship that will never be broken. The bonds between us, as strong as ever. Toby Altizer, 106.7 The Fan, the Team 980, two great stations out in Washington, D.C., covers the Nationals on the Bustin' Loose Baseball Podcast. Get it while supplies are hot. Toby, how are you today, my dear compadre? It's going well, and uh, I think you're right. I hope this is a bond that never gets broken, so it's good to talk to you, Bart. If we're still friends now, I think that we're pretty good. Uh, (laughs) I agree. If you've weathered every storm with me, I think we're good. (laughs) Uh, We'll talk some Nationals here in a minute. I know it was a big weekend for them as well with signing the uh, Dylan Cruz, getting him up there finally and, and signed but the the commanders was the story over the weekend that has people very interested, not just because like there may be some rebranding, which I would uh, push back against. We'll see. But I think the fact that it's a new day, the Dan Snyder era, who's really that's been the owner that you've known most of all of your life. What is it like to be in Washington, to be a Washington fan, to finally have this era come to an end, one which I think some people thought never would come to an end? Yeah, I mean, I don't know that anyone in the area thought that this thing would ever end. I mean, I thought, you know, my entire life, or at least for a majority of it, until I was maybe into my 40s, 50s, maybe even 60s, that I would see Dan Snyder own this football team. And thankfully, that's done. I mean, I don't think that people around the country truly understand. I think everyone understood that Dan Snyder was a bad owner. I think everyone thought that, and you see all the allegations and everything. And he's in the news more so for you know, illegal things that he's doing or he's going to court for this. I think people understand that he's probably not a good owner considering the football team was never in the news for good things, it seemed like. So I think people understood that, but I don't think they understand how much damage he truly did. And there were so many people in the area out here, Bart, that it's just they stopped going to games, they stopped buying merchandise, and it wasn't because they stopped loving the team. For some people it was, but – for the majority of people that just stopped caring or stopped watching or stopped spending money, it was because they didn't want to help out Dan Snyder at all. And that's truly what, you know, changed a lot of stuff around here. And, you know, when you have the Ravens in Baltimore, you have the Panthers down in Carolina, you've got you know the growing social media age with, you know, think of Mahomes and Josh Allen and all these guys. So many people are now fans of other teams that he really killed this fan base in a lot of ways, but the celebration that, was had on Thursday and Friday and even continuing into this weekend has been really something that I haven't seen as a Redskins football team commanders fan in its entire existence because in my lifetime, born in 98, Dan Snyder took over in 99. The best season I saw was 2012 with RG3's rookie year. They've won one playoff game in my lifetime, Bart, and I don't even remember it. So, it's one of those things where this is a totally different day for Commanders fans here in the DMV area, and there's just hope that they're going to run a competent franchise, a franchise that is above board, that isn't going to have all these sexual assaults and harassment allegations and 
all the extra stuff off the field, and then that gives you hope that they can run something competently so that they can get a good on-field product too. Well, that's the thing that bothers me, and you're talking about this, and I think of the Oakland A's situation because there are people that have been lifelong A's fans and it runs through your family and you've got all these great moments, but then somebody can come in and buy the thing you like and really by supporting the thing you like, you're supporting them, and if you don't like them – then you almost have to choose between your team and them, and that's that stinks. That's a that's a bad part of American sports, and so hopefully Washington, whatever you're going to call yourself, are in a better place. And it's it. I think what's refreshing is I talk about that a lot, and you know, owners, and you got to trust these people. But Josh Harris, when he's introduced, like he's talking about when he was a kid, walking by, going to RFK Stadium. I think if you are going to have someone with billions of dollars own the thing you love, they better understand what it's like to be one of the people that are like scrounging for tickets or desperate to get to a game. Like you gotta, you gotta understand what it's like to be a fan. I don't know. Like if you have so much money that you ever really can truly do it, but it seems like this is a lot better than at least what they had. Yeah. And so it's interesting. Cause I know some people were a little bit cautious because Dan Snyder was a fan of this team and, he, you know, that was one thing that was a selling point early on with Snyder. Is like, oh well, he's a fan of the then Redskins. Like he loved the team, and you know, he didn't run it obviously well. But hearing Josh Harris talk about his childhood and growing up in Chevy Chase, Maryland, and going to games at RFK, hearing all that stuff, he's a different guy. He has experience with the Sixers and with the Devils, and you know, he brought in a lot of people that are from the area as well that have done good things in the area. One, uh, Mitchell Rails owns like an art museum in the area, and he's, I think, the the second guy in charge. And Magic Johnson obviously has great media acumen and can do a great job of getting people on board with things. And so I think it's a new day for D.C., and they're going to do a good job with this whole thing. And, you know, uh, the one thing that's interesting, you mentioned that name change, Bart. You know, one thing that I was a little bit scared of, I didn't know a whole lot about Josh Harris. I knew that he was from the area, but I didn't know if he cheered for the team or not growing up. One thing that I was super worried about is if they change the name, maybe Josh Harris would consider changing the colors just because, you know, he could really distance himself from the Snyder realm. But I don't think that's a possibility. And so maybe we'll get into the name change. I'm not sure what you got planned. But, I mean, if as long as he's staying with Burgundy and Gold, that's so iconic here. And obviously one of the, the franchises in the NFL that was so well-known, especially in the 80s and 90s, I don't mind them changing the name again as long as they stick with Burgundy and Gold. Well, I think a name change would be stupid. <laughs> I think it would. I think it would. Which I would tell the Altizer does radio out in D.C. with our Odyssey stations, and uh, I, I just like teams change. You know, they change jerseys all the time and whatever. I you can't mess around and change your name every time that you get like a new owner or you want to like freshen things up a little bit. Um, I, I know in this case, it's a little different cause they were what they were and then they were the football team and then they were, uh, the commanders. I don't know. Like commanders doesn't, it's like, like Dallas Cowboys or Chicago bears, you know, things that, but Washington commanders isn't bad. It's not a bad name. I just maybe change the logo. You know, the, the W's kind of stupid looking, but <laughs> I, I would say it'd be dumb to change the name. Is there a groundswell of people that Want that to happen or not? Well, so I was talking about this on 106.7 The Fan the other day, and yeah, I mean, a majority of people, I think, want it changed. And when Josh Harris talked about this 
at his press conference on Friday, he basically said, it's up to the people, not me. And, you know, a lot of people took that as, well, he's going to listen to the fans. And I kind of think he doesn't like the name Commanders because he hardly ever mentioned it. And either of the times that he's spoken since, you know, when he talked with Goodell after the league meetings on Thursday, when he talked on Friday at FedEx Field, like he didn't mention the name Commanders a whole lot at all. So I kind of think he doesn't like it. A lot of fans want it changed. But the way that I laid it out, Bart, and I think it's well said by you that at some point you got to stop changing things. One, the only reason you'd feel like doing it is just to get rid of every single thing that Dan Snyder did. So I can understand it. But I asked a lot of people, I said, are you going to be happy unless it goes back to Redskins? Because so many people look at that and say, you know, they love the old name. They love the logo. They loved everything about it. And the winning that you think of when you think of that uniform and that logo and that name. And I don't think that changing the name from Commanders to Warriors or Red Hogs or whatever they could change it to is going to make people fall in love with that name as much as what the old name was. So I don't know that changing the name is the best idea. I didn't mind Washington football team. If they went back to something like that, you know, I'd be fine with that. But we'll see what happens. I kind of think, though, that if I had to guess right now that at some point, probably in the next year, they'll consider changing the name again. Let me ask you about the actual team. There's a lot of good skill talent there. And I think what it comes down to is how good is Sam Howell? So I will ask you, how good is Sam Howell going to be? So it's it's an odd discussion because you have both sides of the coin. You hear from people, oh, he's a fifth-round quarterback, so he can't be that good. And then you hear some people say, well, I mean, this is a guy that was projected to go in the first round before he had that junior year at North Carolina. I think the real answer and how a lot of people says we don't know, but I would tend to think that he's going to be a good quarterback. And I think part of it is the enemy is going to make sure that too much isn't on his plate so that he can make sure that he excels. But I think he can be everything that Heineke and Wentz gave people last year. Like I asked a bunch of people around the office. I said, what do you think if he plays all 17 games, he'll give you. And people were around 36, 3,800 yards, you know, 20, 25 touchdowns, maybe around 10 interceptions. And if you look at what the quarterback play was last year for this team, a team that went 8-8-1, eight, eight, that's what you got out of Wentz and Heineke. So I don't see there a reason that they're going to take a step back or a big step back, if anything, because I think Howell gives you probably you know equivalent quarterback play to what you got last year. Toby Altizer joining us. Uh, I've talked about this a lot on the CBS Sports Radio Shift, so I'm going to talk about it with you uh, not why I had you on, but I would like your thoughts on it with the running back thing where these guys all had a Zoom call and it's Austin Eckler and whoever and uh, Nick Chubb and they're like, you know, we're kind of screwed. Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk, who you and I are both uh, very fond of, mm-hmm. he uh, said it's it, the answer is hiding in plain sight. All the NFL running backs should not show up to OTAs and tell the NFL teams good luck with no running backs. Here's the problem that I see with that. Uh, one, well, first of all, if every running back did that, the NFL would say, "All right, I just, I guess we don't run that. We're, we're passing anyway. We can do bubble screens. If we want to run, we can do jet sweeps. I can get old, uh, you know, the second string center. If we need two yards, I'll just give it to him. See if he can fall over and get it. The NFL's advanced to the point where." There could be a league that doesn't run the football. This is this is where it's come to. Also, I don't think this would ever happen because if you're the I brought up the Packers in as, as an example. Uh, if you are well, even let me bring up the Commanders since we're talking Commanders. 
if you're Brian Robinson Jr. and Antonio Gibson, as I have the depth chart now in front of me, and they both agree, yeah, we're going to sit out with this. Chris Rodriguez Jr. and Jonathan Williams are third and fourth. Do you think they're going to say, you know what? The two guys ahead of us are sitting out, so we're going to sit out too for running back solidarity, uh, solidarity or, oh my God, we might actually have a chance to make an NFL team. We are going to play. I just think, and I, I root for the running backs and, you know, good. For, I think they are so screwed that there's no like hope for them. Yeah, I don't know what the answer is, Bart. And it's an odd thing because usually I feel like you could think through some things and maybe figure it out. But, you know, two things can be true. Running backs are getting screwed because you think of the guys that didn't get contracts. Josh Jacobs led the league in rushing last year, didn't get a long-term contract. If this were a guy that played 10, 15, 20 years ago, think about what he would have been when the, the NFL was a running football league. This dude would have been paid a lot of money. Same thing with Saquon. I mean, this guy's a freak that was drafted very early in the NFL draft, and they're not willing to pay him for multiple years. That's true. They're getting screwed. But then on the other side, how many times have we seen a top running back go down and his replacement step in and give you, I wouldn't say the same level of play, but comparable. I mean, think about the Giants and Saquon's been injured for, you know, a lot of the last couple of seasons. Wayne Gallman was a guy that you could pick up in fantasy not that long ago for the Giants when Saquon was out. That's Wayne Gallman, a guy that I don't think he's in the league anymore. So, I mean, both sides of that are true, and the NFL's gotten to a point now where you're not running the football 40 times a game, so why would I pay a guy like that $10, $15 million? When's the last time when you think about a team like the Tennessee Titans where they're running the ball down your throat all game long? When was the last time you saw a team like that winning the Super Bowl? It's been some time, so I don't know what the answer is, Bart. It's a weird spot to be in because I feel bad for these guys because you know, they're, they're stars, they're guys that you like to play with in Madden, they're guys that are, in a lot of ways, faces of the league in some cases, and yet they're not getting the money that they probably deserve. But at the same point, you look at it from the front office standpoint, and I'm not paying a running back $10, $15 million a year because I can find comparable play with other guys, and I can spread that money around to receivers and quarterbacks and defensive players and make a difference that way. So I don't know what the answer is. Like, I know Austin Eckler's won a lot of people, a lot of fantasy football leagues, but if I'm the Chargers and he comes to me and says, I want more money, I say, Austin, do you remember how we met? You were an undrafted running back that got notoriety and more playing time because Melvin Gordon held out for more money, and you took advantage of that situation. And now you, like, I just feel like the guys, if Austin Eckler really wanted to fight for this, it should have been years ago. Yeah, and you're getting different styles of run. You know, you talked about that. You, like, If your running back isn't good, okay, then I'll throw a receiver back there and run it like Debo has or even Curtis Samuel with the commanders has done at times. Or I'll throw the quick screen game. And, you know, it's odd because, you know, we talk about all this more of a passing league. And last year the league almost auto-corrected itself back to running the ball more. It was the first time that it felt like the, the running game was really big. And you got these defensive tackles getting paid more because they need to be able to stop the run so that, they don't have to bring in an extra linebacker. They can stay in a nickel package and stop the run with just their four up front. So it's an odd spot to be because you think, all right, well, the guys that run the football should get paid as well. And yet you don't look at a successful way to build a team right now and see paying a running back more than what he's getting on his rookie salary. So I, I have no idea how to fix it, but I do feel bad for those running backs. You can follow Toby on X. Did you see this? <laughs> You can follow him on 
at Toby underscore Altizer. Twitter, Twitter's changing to X. <laughs> what are we doing? Stupidest thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you can follow Toby on the soon-to-be-unveiled X at Toby underscore Altizer. Toby, always a pleasure. Uh, thank you, buddy. Absolutely. Good to talk with you, Bart.